One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 27th of April. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, evacuation flights for British nationals from Sudan are being stepped up today as a three-day ceasefire is due to end tonight, with hundreds there already now back in Britain. Meanwhile, the Home Secretary has warned woke police officers to stay away from the controversial issues like race and gender and focus on, and this is going to blow your minds, everyone, fighting crime and catching criminals instead. I know, you'll never catch on. And millions of pupils will miss out on yet another day of school as tens of thousands of National Education Union teachers strike again today in their long-running dispute over pay. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning, Chief. Thank you very much indeed for your your, your company. It says quite a lot about our country, um, the fact that millions of pupils aren't going to have any schooling yet again today don't think it makes it onto a single front page today. Um, you could almost forget that it's happening, but, well, it is absolutely happening and millions of parents are being affected. Uh, it's fine if you've got, say, like a 16-year-old like I have. Oh, well, you know, stay at home for the day, do some revision or whatever for your GCSEs. It's quite another if you've got primary school aged children and you have to find childcare. A lot of people are unable to find that, even the best of times, uh, and having to take time off work, often unpaid. So, um, listen, we're on your side, uh, parents. We're on your side in this, especially after children have missed out on so much their education in the last few years. Um, Lots more to talk about in terms of the illegal migration bill. Uh, It's gone through the House of Commons last night. And also big fuss about the coronation invite list. I know you're as upset as I am that I did not make the final cup. I'm sure 
it was being talked about though. Um, and also gambling from as well. Oh yeah, and some more accusations of bullying. This time it's against Stephen Barclay, the health secretary. Because as far as I can tell, if you work for the, the civil service these days, basically if someone looks at you the wrong way or puts two sugars instead of one in your tea, they're a bully. Let's talk about all of this, I don't know how we'll have the time in the next three and a half hours, with um, diary editor, oh sorry, now, no, political correspondent now at The Spectator, James Hill. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. You're still diary editor as well, I have to say. He's a many... <laughs> and as he was just telling us just before he went on there, he's also an award-winning journalist. What have you been nominated for? Uh, 30 to watch, under 30. 30 to watch. What I think we're almost amazed about is he's under 30. <laughs> That's the real award. That's yeah. the, I mean, just, I mean, about, just about under the wire. You know, I mean, really, you know, I think we should, I think we should have an award uh, for his face cream. Whatever it is he's using, <laughs> it's working, folks. Right, look, let's, let's talk, first of all, about the police. Mm. Front page number of the papers. Um, and there are various different lines on this. Yesterday, we had Sula Braverman, the Home Secretary, on the show. And just about a minute after she was on, there, it was announced that target of an extra 20,000 police officers from 2019. Within three years, mm. we will have 20,000 police officers uh, on the beat. Of course, replacing all the 20,000 that were basically yeah. got rid of in, from 2010 onwards. Um, but we latest figures on police forces' uh, actual reaction time to calls. Absolutely mind-blowing that police forces are taking an average of five and a half hours to respond to not just calls, not any, oh, hello, I think I think someone's broken into my house, nothing's being done, or I think, you know, someone's broken my fence. We're talking about priority calls, five and a half hours, and that's if someone does turn up at all. And this is Swella Braverman uh, at a, an event yesterday was saying, you know, woke cops, stop talking about race, stop talking about gender, stop worrying about wor you know, hurty tweets and start catching criminals. This is something that the British public really feel strongly about, isn't it? Yes, of course. And I hope that next year you've got the Police and Crime Commission elections, which supposedly were meant to ensure that we'd have more kind of political accountability, more the police focusing on what was coming up um, with the police or what the people wanted. And we haven't actually seen much of that over the past decade, which is a real shame. So I think that hopefully this is going to be one of those issues that does go around the country and say, well, hang on a sec, why is my local police force not yeah. working properly? Why are they not focusing on these right things? Because I frankly, you've got to see what sort of Braverman, a Home Secretary now, who's willing to say these things and wants to to say yeah. these things, are we going to see it in PCCs across yeah. the country? And, and, and the strange thing is, you know, do, why aren't the police doing what the people want? Why don't the police want to catch mm. criminals? And and it's one thing, you know, burglary, 3% uh, rate of actually people being prosecuted and uh, for, for, you know, actually serving any time for a crime. You know, rape, I think, is even below that. Um, so whether it doesn't matter whether it's an acquisitive crime or, or, or a violent crime, the figures are all pretty dark. Murder's pretty high up, mm. but then they put a massive load of officers on Elso. You know, tends to be quite a lot of evidence when there's a dead mm. body. Most of these are not Agatha Christie who done it. So yeah. they, you know, it, it's you know people who are known criminals committing horrible, horrible, violent crimes. But it, it, it does just, I think, amaze most people that it, it's so incompetent. Yeah. And we've had that thing a few years ago where they were police were only responding to every, you know, uh, was it you had to have an even number or an odd number on your door mm. number before they would respond or not, just to cut the firstly to half the number of crimes they went to I mean everyone involved in that decision should have been sacked on the spot we've got this issue now rooting out the the violent the sex offenders the, mm. uh, the 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 corrupt police officers who have no business being in the force shouldn't have been hired certainly should have been found earlier and once claims were made against them should absolutely have been ousted from the force but they just just have to have, you just have this feeling that there is just 
just no one really cares. I'm like, what are you doing? You're just wearing a uniform. And yet the police officers I speak to, the friends of mine who are police officers, they are tearing their hair out mm. and basically not being allowed to do the job they want to do, which is to catch criminals and make the streets safer for the good law abiding citizens of this country. Of course. And you say you talk about you know, murder, high profile cases. That's often purely reactive and often yeah. it's much more controlling the media narrative rather mm. than actually doing it's what many. It's all about many, the PR. Exactly. Many decent you know, officers join the force, which is to stop these kind of crimes. I mean, a sort of less seriously but sort of frustratingly is you know the number of sort of phone crimes the, th the theft of phones which are stolen and it's done by a very very small minority who are doing you know hundreds and hundreds of phones every day and what's often so frustrating is that people can go to the police and they can say look I've got I know where it is I've got the register on I yep. can tell that's in that house there I've got dozens and dozens of you know of devices and they won't do anything and that's so frustrating and that's the bit why won't they Exa do anything I, 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 and, and this is I don't know I mean it's, it's the inertia and it's the I mean they would cite the lack of resources but it's also I think about political will yeah, I mean, exactly. There does need to be some political will. But again, why is there not um, such a political will? I mean, again, I don't understand. Why are you working in the police force at, in any role whatsoever, and not thinking that this is what you want to do? Um, very bizarre. We're going to be talking about that with police officers. We'll talk to a, um, to, to a number of different figures about that. Also, the illegal migration bill that passed last night in the House mm, of Commons. Yep. What was interesting is the people who spoke out about it, Theresa May, yeah. uh, talking about uh, particularly the modern slavery issue in Duncan Smith. We're going to talk to you later about that as well. Um, so Jeff, Jeff, I always give him a night to Jeffrey Cox. Jeffrey Cox needs to be Sir Jeffrey Cox, does he not? Um, <laughs> that baritone uh, voice. Beautiful. Jeff, Sir Jeffrey Cox. <laughs> That's woken you all up, isn't it? Jeffrey Cox. Uh, they spoke out against yeah. the issue of like, international law and things. Um, I understand their points. Yeah. I do get their points. And I put this to Swella Brotherman yesterday in terms of, you know, are you worried about Britain being an international prior and, and all this stuff? Because there is this idea about the sort of the, the legalities. These are the same people who said, oh, we couldn't we couldn't have a war in, you know, invade Iraq because the Chinese and the Russians wouldn't sign off at it mm -hmm. in the United Nations Security Council. This box ticking, you know, um, well, well, what, what it says in black and white in the law, that's what matters, mm -hmm. as opposed to what's right and what's wrong. Mm. And we all know what's right and what's wrong. And, and mm, the vast majority of people who don't go to Islington dinner parties yeah. in this country, unfortunately, I do know a lot of those people. Um, um, I know that is exactly what they think. They genuinely, most, most people genuinely think we don't really want tens of thousands of work, you know, fighting age young men turning up in this country, not speaking the language, no particular skill set with perhaps a different attitude, certainly to women. Yeah. We've seen this at Sweden, Germany, every country yeah. that has had a large number of uh, of people coming in from North Africa and from the Middle East have had exactly the same problems with sex attacks going up, women being harassed. I mean, you've got these villages being told you're going to have 500 young men mm. stationed, you know, in a you know, at the end of your, your, your village. You've got one little village shop, mm. uh, you know, little village school and suddenly these men... Uh, Sorry, but why are we not allowed to say we don't want them? Mm. Well, and the argument always goes back to international conventions. But of course, as you say, Julia, what are the international community doing? And you see countries like Sweden, you know, where the Social Democrats are ran on a much more um, hardline position on immigration and illegal migration. We tried to be nice. Yeah, Turns exactly. out yeah. it really hurts the home yeah. population. Because this is a challenge for countries across Europe right now. They're doing different things. They're looking at ways to do it. And we are in kind of uncharted waters yeah. here. And the kind of conventions that we had in the post-war era when it was very different 
from post World War Two. Um, you know that it, that is definitely coming under strain here, and so they are. They, I think even ministers would admit that they're trying to see what would work to get around that because yeah. there are people who's going to abuse that system. And, and there's no question at all that the other countries in Europe are looking at doing exactly yeah. the same thing. And we know, you know, Giorgio Maloney in Italy, um, and, and of course, I mean, many other countries are going. Well, the Eastern European countries are going. You know, yeah. no, sorry, this isn't going to fly for us. Um, let's talk about, you know, obviously people who we do want to get back to this country, and that is British nationals, mm. British passport yeah. holders in Sudan. More evacuation flights been happening um, by ten o'clock last night. As latest, we've got figures for. 536 British nationals have been flown out on six flights. They'd also taken a few dozen of, of uh, non-British nationals. Indeed, some 30 Brits have flown out with other countries' flights as well. People have started arriving yesterday from Cyprus to the UK. They've been put on charter flights back here. Um, we've had quite a lot of criticism still now of the, the you know, the Germans are criticising the mm. Brits for they delayed their evacuation. They got everyone out last night. We have now got the British forces in charge of that air that airstrip um, just north of Khartoum. Um, but the ceasefire is due to end. We're in the final yeah. 24 hours of that ceasefire. Um, we understand a, a lot more flights. They're sort of kind of doubling the flights every day are going to be taking off. But people have to get to the airport. Yes. And actually, Britain has, you know, historically, because of links there, um, much more people in, in Sudan than other kind of comparable European countries. Um, it's going to be a big issue. And there are always going to be people, I think, who will come to the fore and uh, only too late, you know, not maybe perhaps have realised or got be able to get through because there are yeah. huge logistical challenges as well. You've I mean, it's very dangerous people. Yeah. I mean, people are facing beatings getting there. You know, people have got to get hold yeah. of fuel to get a car because it's a quite a long drive out of Khartoum. More than 500 people have died at the moment. There's also clearly tensions between what different parts of the army have been told because of the, the coup that's going on there. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a real issue. And of course, overshadowing all of this is the kind of shadow of, um, of, of Kabul in 2021. And the foreign office are really keen to try yeah. and make clear that they're not going to do the same things again in terms of that Well, they say earlier. that. I mean, again, I'm, I've people saying I'm bat, bat, bashing Britain. Quite on the contrary, I just expect better of my country because yeah. I think we live in the best country in the world. I really do. At the Foreign Office, it's a measure that fewer than half of staff were mm. working in the office yep. um, when uh, this uh, this all happened. Even though, of course, you know, you could see this, you could see this rolling, yep. uh, you know, head down. You know, it was a big ball rolling towards you, and everyone could see it. Um, but you know, other other countries had evacuation plans ready. Yep. We didn't. And the idea that oh well, it's it's hard for us to get people out. We've got more people. No, the argument would be you have a better plan and you start it sooner yes. because we've got more people. But once again, I just don't believe people can work from home and do this job as efficient is if they're in the office. Simple as that. And the Germans have been pretty blatant in their criticism of yes. what the Brits have done. Anyway, um, do uh, get in touch with me. We're going to come back to the issue of the police with the Home Secretary warning woke police officers to avoid culture wars. Catch criminals instead. Mind-blowing idea. Uh, do uh, get in touch with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word Talk to 8722. Uh, what is your reaction to what she's had to say? 6.44 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.